Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, better late than never. Uh, we are almost one whole week after the Aston Villa game, and it's time for the latest podcast. With me, Russell Guyver, my co-host Peter Marsh, it's the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club and the beautiful game. Hello, Peter. Hello, Russ. You sound very uh, pissed. I resemble that remark. Resent or resemble? Both. <laughs> but mainly resemble, yeah. So here we are. We're, we're a week later. We've had time to digest uh, the season. We'll talk about that. We'll do a, a separate season review later. But in terms of uh, chatting tonight, let's talk about a few things. Villa. Let's talk about Villa. Uh, Peter, what, what were your experiences? You were up there, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I was in Mirage and I saw you. My God, I must have had a few to drink. I'm pretty sure I saw you in a Wellington, but maybe I was wrong. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the game and the trip? Etc. Uh, it was. It wasn't the best game. I'd be honest. It's like we thought. I thought we were pretty poor first half. They were not great either. But then we let them in twice, and it was. And we almost got back in. Ferguson should have arguably scored. Oh yeah. Um, Undav was inches away. If Antiza was offside of scoring. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 surely should have been level arguably at half time. But then they had a chance where we hit the bar early on. So. And then second half, it was just a bit of a nothing really. Nothing really happened. It was a bit a non-entity. Subs happened. It was a bit boring. Uh, classic end of season game where we had not that much to play for, and they had, uh, you know, they needed to win, and so they kind of did their villa attacks, didn't they? They were, Martinez held the ball for like about two hours every time he had to take a goal kick. And again, as with Villa home, we had a referee. He wasn't up to the up to the task as well. Oh, he's bloody awful, isn't he? Yeah, he was. He was just like. He let them get away with so much in terms of time wasting, but then also pissed them off as well. Well, no, sorry, referee points where you actually can piss off everyone in the crowd. <laughs> what an achievement! Everyone thinks say. you're shit. It's like, well, you know. <laughs> um, I, what, what I did quite enjoy was the fact that we could go into this game yeah. with absolute relaxation on our minds. We didn't, have, we didn't mind. We still would, would like to have thrown a spanner in the works. I, I quite enjoyed how nervous the Villa fans yeah. became but, in the second half. But given the Spurs won, I'm quite glad they didn't get to Europe, although who, Spurs might actually not want to do anyway, so who knows, but you know, well done Villa, I'm glad they did to be fair, compared to Spurs. They deserved it. it. I mean, their home yeah, record better, alone. They're better than Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were, what, the fifth best team since Emery came in. Better than us since Emery came in. 
So fair play to them. If I'm honest, I thought they were when we played them at the Amex. I thought they were really good for an hour, and yeah. then they got ahead and then they played. They turned into dickheads. Yeah, turned into yeah. dogs. Yeah. But, but here they were, good they were just they're a, a good bit, team. They looked a bit nervous, I think, generally and understandably. Whereas we, maybe freedom, but we left gaps in the back basically, and they obviously had quite good forwards who could attack that. All right, here's a question: You get your free T-shirt. Did it fit, and have you kept it? I haven't tried it on, mainly because I know it wouldn't fit, probably, to be honest, to say. My, my, strangely, mine didn't fit. Uh, it sort of did, but not really. My, mine, I haven't tried it on, mainly because, yeah, I've had too many beers over the years. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, obviously, we're losing weight rapidly this summer already, aren't we? At the moment, I'm currently yeah. losing weight at a sip a minute. Yeah, exactly. We've hardly had anything to drink at all, have we, Peter? No, I mean, mainly, well, to be fair, I've not drunk since Tuesday. <laughs> We're, we're on the beer mile, Bermondsey. We've been to, Peter, the beer factory, also apparently known as the Barrel Project. Yeah. And we had some two or three very nice beers. When I say two or three, I mean about eight. Uh, I've been trying, I've been having thirds to try more beers. And the food was good. And we're now in the Cloudwater, uh, well, Cloudwater shipping container slash pub. Yeah. Which is quite cool. I think I, uh, my, my second ever 4.75 on untapped beer, so. What? 4.75 out of 5? Yeah. Highest rating ever, join highest with yeah. one other beer. Very nice. Tell us, Peter, what is that beer? It is excellent. Uh, uh, it's called, what's, what's my beer called? We've got Lawrence with us. Lawrence, what is the beer called? It's called Chubbles and it's incredible, so it's, uh, it's a cloud water beer. Chubbles, Chubbles, so, Chubbles yeah. yeah. But yeah. not the 10% one. Your, your troubles are over, Peter. You've got the best beer you could possibly no, that's have. That's not true. I'm Why is everyone my... cringing? I'm what? I'm left. <laughs> okay, your troubles are not over. Well, get on with it. It's fucking brilliant beer. There we go. Anyway. It's excellent, yeah. Anyway. So, for, in general, I mean, yeah. I mean, fair play. They, they were quite good. We weren't quite on our game. Ayari got his first start <coughs> in the Premier League. Uh, and I thought he looked a bit lazy. I think he needs to earn yeah, the shirt more. Another one I think like, he's a bit, he's a bit weak, I think, probably. Him and Bunnell seem to get bulked up over the summer a bit and uh, take some steroids, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, usual stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dunk was sitting out again, was he? Um, and see so yeah, we shit saw Webster healthy. and Colwell the first time together ever, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he laughed, depending on how much Chelsea asked for. I think we did a lot of good stuff. I mean, we had Mittimer on the bench. McAllister was on the bench, was he, I think? No, he, he started. No, he started, he started, yeah. He got a lot of shit from Villa. He got, like, a lot, quite a lot of, like, quite bad tackles on him. One of which led to their second goal, which should have been disallowed. Well, really to be honest with you, I'll tell you what. One thing that's not really been mentioned about McAllister... Amongst all the, the, the various good criteria about how well he plays, holds the ball up the technique, the penalty Sound shooting. Sounds Scottish. The, sounding Scottish, absolutely. The endurance to fouls is very 1960s slash 70s, isn't it? He gets kicked to shit. And he just, yeah. he always, well, he quite often goes down, but he, he always gets back up again. Yeah, Villa targeted. He, he never he, seems he to get into it. Like he actually is hurt. And Villa targeted. And to it's the point very, where... It's not very Argentinian, is it? No. The second goal was clearly a foul, and referee missed it. And let let play run on. Presumably VAR didn't thought it was too far back, but even though it was like a second back or two. But yeah. 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 But I, I thought, I, d- I didn't really mind about the game. I was saying to you off air just now, it was great actually after this I mean, I, on the one hand, I had a mischievous devilment in me that wanted to fuck Villa over, partly because they time-wasted at our place, partly because of that Jack Grealish equaliser in the title hunt when we got promoted, and, and mainly just for the general devilment of it. 
and yet when they won 2-1 in the end we were singing we're all defining we're all going on a European tour and we came out the ground and the Villa fans were joining in with the songs and there was a load of back slapping and and palm palm greasing and a general uh, loving stuff going well, on. Well, you got up to it in your spare time, not to you, I think. Well, yeah, I quite enjoyed it, Peter. It, it was quite, it was quite sexy, you know. I, I enjoyed. No, to be honest, the Villa fans, obviously, they're 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 buoyed by the fact they succeeded with their goal on the final day. We've got to take that into account. But they were they were good as gold. They were lots of compliments saying, "You guys, some of the football you played has been astonishing. Well done. Good luck in Europe. Good luck and all that." It, it was all actually very well natured, and I think that's not always been the case with Villa. Mind you, what I was going to say, much as I don't necessarily like Villa fans and definitely don't like what Newcastle are, are owned by, it is quite nice to see three different names next year in Europe for this yeah, country. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, normally it'll be one random one and then just the big six. It's quite nice to see like Chelsea and Tottenham miss out completely. And Peter, are we going to? If we've been the only one, we would have been the random one. In the future, do you think we won't be the random one, even if we're in there? Could the, could we be in a future world where the Albion qualify not every year but fairly regularly for Europe? Could that happen? I think, given the current ownership, it's unlikely. Given you think what Villa and Newcastle and Liverpool and Chelsea and all that will spend this summer. And we're going to sell two of our best players, plus one of our one of our two goalkeepers. I don't think it's it's not realistic. I think it's more like, transitions, more churn, yeah. more upheaval. We're always under blue, but I have no issue with it at all. We're always going to want to have to sell to buy in a way and sell like our best players, and that is how we're going to attract our best players. But I don't have an issue with it. But it's always still a fact that you know Villa probably won't sell any better in the summer, and they'll invest in. And they were above us under the Emery anyway. Yeah. We, we had a great day out anyway. Um, we were back on the same day. You stayed over. Birmingham's a good city. Good fun. We yeah. went to the Wellington. Great beers. Great whiskeys, although I didn't try them this weekend. Some shifty characters, though. Yeah, I mean, there were some very dodgy characters where I was. Some some bloke from Enfield. Oh, God. from Portsmouth. Some from Milton Keynes, you know. So. <laughs> Are you listening, Russell? Oh, that's me. Shit. Uh, Ian and Courtney. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a good day out. It's a fucking great season. We'll talk about the season in the next episode. But it was a good day out, and we don't really mind about it. We've got three t-shirts that we may or may not be able to fit into. Uh, but at the end of the day, we were stranded, stranded, I tell you, in sixth place. We couldn't have finished out of sixth place at kickoff, could we? I mean, Amazing. I mean, who who knew that was going to happen? And those five points, Palace and Spurs, beautifully didn't actually matter in the end. We always thought they would, and they didn't. Well, they Champions League. Well, well actually, actually nah. Thursday works better for me anyway, so it's fine. Exactly. And we've been talking tonight, here as we've been gathering on Saturday night in London, about all the places we may or may not go to. We're, we're doing all three of the initial away days, aren't we? I'm doing everything that happens, basically. I'm embracing every single yeah. moment of this piece. It may, we may never go to Europe again. I'm literally... Not, not with the Albion. I mean, we probably will on holidays, but... Not with the Albion. No. You sod. <laughs> you pick me up on this shit. Yeah, that's okay. I'm doing it to you. That's okay, I do oh, that's it. that's all right if you do it, is it? Fair enough, fair enough. But listen, anyway, that's enough about that. So, um, just a couple of bits on transfers. So, McAllister, at the end of the game, there was a very pointed uh, yeah. moment where deserve, I mean, there's loads of celebrations, fans coming over, applauding the crowd. Sorry, players coming over, applauding the crowd. And um, Deserby made a very, very 
pointed gesture to isolate Alexis McAllister for praise, celebration, and we think farewell. Uh, he was emotional as well, wasn't he, McAllister? He was in tears. Yeah. He knows he's going, boring logistic issues. If, if a, a, a transfer cannot be got over the line, he'll stay. Other than that, he'll go. Yeah. And we, we wish him well, don't we? We don't have an issue with it. Like Kukurea, like Potter, like Dan Harding, dare I say. Like Trossard. Like Trossard, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's all about yeah. how people behave, isn't it? I mean, yeah. McAllister's, McAllister's family have been dickheads about the whole move, but McAllister himself has never done anything but be uh, well-behaved. If you ever listen to this, like, Alex McAllister's dad, you've been behaved really badly, his uncle and that sort of thing, you behave really appallingly. Peace is calling you out, Ali Max Senior. But, but, yeah, as a player, we have no, I have no issue with him. He's yeah. behaved perfectly. There's a time, a place, and a yeah. way, isn't there, that doing these things? Yeah. You obviously got, like, best mates with Fabrizio Romano and got, like, kind of, like, who, who, shit. Who, who's been telling us that deals yeah. are imminent? They're going to happen. Every half hour, yeah. Every half hour. It's close. It's closer. It's even closer. Apparently, we're about to sign Mahmoud Dahoud this week, but we've been signing him for the last, like, three weeks, so... Every I'll week we're signing him next it. week. Brilliant. If you're listening for Fabrizio Romano, and we know you're not, fuck you, Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio Romano, as he Romano, goes Romano, Romano. Romano. <laughs> Fibs Romano you get scores Fibs Romano that's great I that's love what people call him that yeah. I love that what a dickhead you mercenary wanker off what you trot what is the point of your existence seriously off you trot what is the exact point of his existence there is a one there is a one what does he what does he actually bring to the world well he doesn't only, only a stench I don't get a load of money from a load of dickheads basically yeah yeah. So, you know, deals will be done. McAllister will go. I would expect to say that McAllister and Sanchez will go somewhere. It's like, yeah, yeah. The question is then how we replace them and how we. I mean, Dahoud apparently is a done deal. Interesting, I was listening to the Albion Unlimited podcast where they were interviewing Jonathan Harding, who's uh, an Albion fan based in Germany, who's a German football expert. And he was saying that to who went off the radar a bit, he was he was looking very good as a defensive midfielder or a central midfielder, so a six or an eight. But the, how he went off the boil, having been a German international for a few games, and hasn't really pulled up many trees in recent years, but how he thinks Deservey's the man to... Uh, to get the best out of him and reprise him and it could be a match made in heaven so that'll be an interesting one obviously Jean Pedro well, will be interesting if as you well. believe the reports we've actually been quite a few clubs to him including like Napoli and that sort of thing you know, so. Napoli and Roma yeah. Napoli what runaway Italian champions Napoli yeah. not bad not bad and Roma potential Albion opponents <laughs> we're very angry manager <laughs> And let, let's talk about that, because it what, is there any more to talk about Villa? No. Let's rant about fucking Jose Mourinho. Oh, Jose Mourinho, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be diplomatic here. <laughs> Jose Mourinho, and this is a warning by the way, skip forward two minutes if you don't want to hear a, a very, very, very rude word. Yeah, so, so right. it's like side of rude words, but I'm gonna be diplomatic. Yeah, so two minutes, guys. It's safe phrase. We'll see you on the other side. Word. If you are staying with us. We've got here, kids listening. Here we go, here we go. This is kid unfriendly. Jose Mourinho is a cunt, and he's always been a cunt. He's an absolute fucking disgrace. He's a very, very good manager. He's a very good manager, and he's proved it over a number of years. And he would say, if you criticise him in any way, Look what I've done. He'll point to his trophies. He is successful. He's fantastic in that regard. Well, he point to his crown jewels. 
Yes, exactly. But he, he is a graceless, unpleasant, bullying arsehole. He's an absolute yeah. prick. You know my views of referees, and genuinely. I don't think anything that they did on... The, I watched most of the game on Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't think much of what they did was wrong. It was just... That every time a decision was made against one team, their bench threw up, yeah. jumped up, and uh, even like a small decision. What? Uh, what it was? The, uh, the the game itself was very shit. attritional football. It was shit. It was the Europa League final. It was Roma against <coughs> perennial winners Sevilla, who who did indeed win again, albeit this time on penalties. A number of controversial decisions. Marino took exception to all of them. Some of them could have gone against him and didn't. Others did go against him and should have done others went against him and were debatable admittedly but I don't think Anthony Taylor did anything discernibly wrong no. he had to deal with a lot of shit when you get a traditional finals you get a lot of niggly shit and what I liked about it, he didn't take any bullshit he, he gave out 13 yellow cards including one for Mourinho it was a bit like that, that Holland-Spain World Cup final where yeah. Holland and, uh, Howard Webb now head of PGMOL yeah. And he should have sent off Dion, to, to Dion, yeah. 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 And he got loads of shit from Holland, but actually they were quite benevolent. They were quite lucky to get away with what they did. Yeah. And the audacity, yeah. the criticism comes from those that most offend. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think that game, I've never seen a bench every time. I mean, half of them can bloody way even on play on the pitch. They were on the bloody bench. Yeah. It was I mean, ridiculous. It was well, like, on the matter of Mourinho, can I just say, I don't mind a guy sliding down in his suit. Sliding all the way down the top side. At the Emirates. As a minnow. Yeah. That's a shamble for the Emirates. I don't mind that. Porto, when they, they're the underdogs, all that stuff. I don't mind that. What I mind is bullying female physios, gouging out the eyes of opposition benches, Barcelona, when he was at Real Madrid, uh, calling out referees endlessly. And I know this is rich coming from us, but it really is off the scale. But we it, do it also, it doesn't make any difference. We're, we're fans anyway. chatting. Yeah. He's a referee, he's a manager who is criticising a referee and people are going to well, listen. He knows when he goes and shouts at a referee in a coach park, that gets seen and any dickheads at the airport feel they can do the same thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, he, you know, us talking on, on, on air doesn't really make any difference to anyone, you know. No. But to 200,000 people, it doesn't really make any difference. But him going up to like someone, in a car park and shouting abuse at Tampty Taylor and screaming at him and brings then about the incident at the airport that it happened. Yeah, just to picture the scene, he's in this shiny, concreted, floored underground car park at the stadium in uh, Budapest okay. after they've lost on penalties. And he's, he's gone up to, there's a video of it, you don't see Taylor, but it's clearly is Taylor. And he's gone up to Taylor in a sort of like a, a slightly stalky, standoffish, go forward, go backwards, go forward, go backwards kind of way. But what he said is, you're a fucking disgrace, it's a fucking disgrace, you're a fucking cunt, he said. I don't think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was censored. The Telegraph showed it, and they subtitled it with C, star, star, star. And, uh, Load, and this is cut. this is over an hour after the game. Could be coat. After he'd lost yes. After he'd lost his shit in the stadium. It was a shambles, it was an embarrassment in the ground. And an hour later, he's abusing him again 
And as you said, it validates the behaviour that then happens... People are actually throwing chairs at the airport. A chair, bottles and other stuff. Anthony Taylor, his wife and kids at the airport, who were having a drink at a, a cafe on their way home the following day at the airport. The following day. Not heat at the moment. The following day. Roma fans who were involved, you were a disgrace. Mourinho, you are a disgrace. Mourinho and I'm those... I'm seeing you next year in Europe. Yeah, exactly. They are an absolute disgusting representation of football. Mourinho has always been a shitter. He needs a serious ban. He's a downbeat, blame-mongering, admittedly very successful, but also blame-mongering, shambolic dickhead of a man. I cannot stand the bloke. I know some, and I, I, I won't mention names, but I know people that listen to this podcast, certain people like Jose Mourinho. I don't. I never have. I appreciate what he's able to achieve. I thought when he first came in, he was a bit of a breath of fresh air in yeah. football. But yeah, since he's come back to, since the end of his time at Chelsea, he's become a bit of a... A parody of himself. Yeah, actually, that literally what I think. And of, then yeah. it's become a parody of that parody. Yeah. And, I, and my wife saw it and said, God, he, he looks really old as well. And I, th- I know that's an incidental remark, but I do think he's lost his way, big time. And it, he's lost I, his way. He's lost his way. He's We're on our way. way. But anyway, that's enough about Mourinho. Mourinho, you're a disgrace. Fuck off out of football. I'm I've sure that you'll appreciate our views. I, I'm bored shitless of his face. If when you're he came back, come on the show. When he came back to England, I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. I just don't want to see his face anymore. Jose, if you're out there, you know, bright, come, on, come on to Bright Rock. We'll take you on. Yeah, let's have a chat about the Europa League and all that. You're being a knob. Yeah. Okay, that's that one done. Right, other stuff to talk about. Uh, I've got a list of things here, and I'm going to go through them as quickly as I can. So, this season, I want to sum up this, by the way, before we forget. This season, we've beaten Liverpool twice, if you count the cup. We've beaten Man United twice, done the double. Chelsea twice, done the double. We've beaten Arsenal twice, again, league and cup, both away. Fantastic. Newcastle, people talk about strength and depth. Let's remember, we have the second lowest budget. Oh shit, sorry. How do I miss them out? They are indeed the champions of Europe. Uh, Newcastle, right. People talk about the strength of depth. Let's remember, we have the second lowest budget. Big news. Frankfurt have lost the German Cup between Leverkusen and Europe next year in our Europa League. Leverkusen. Shit beer. I want to go to Freiburg. But also, they've got connection with Brighton fans, so... They do, they do, yeah. So, listen, we'll embrace it if it happens. Anyway, my point was going to be, second lowest budget in terms of wages in the entire division, and we have been missing, at various points of season, Lamptey, all season, Modder, all season, Lalana, yeah, most of it, Lalana, huge sections of this uh, season, including the whole of the extended run-in, Webster, quite a few games, Veltman, the run-in, apart from the very end of the run-in, Sarmiento, most of the second half of the season, Welbeck for certain moments, Solly for the last five games, crucial time when we were stretched, Ferguson for a few final games, he's got a miracle cure though, hasn't he, Ferguson, also, and Wepu, who had to give up the game, forced to retire due to a heart defect discovered in September, and a number of these and other players have been out for a couple of games at a time in the same positions, which has left us weak. Despite all of that, we finished sixth. People are talking about Eddie Howe as manager of the oh, season. Oh, he's done fucking well. Guardiola, you have to add it to him year on year. Arteta, major improvement. 
I don't think Deserby has any. No, no one beats Deserby, do they? The only popular voters like always up winning. Deserby is so far above everyone else. Anyhow, the whole country fucking backing him. Oh, he has done very well. I'll give it to him. He has. He's done very. And Frank's done well. And Silver's done well. And O'Neill's done well. And Cooper's done well. But if you look at this manager season, Frank's actually not done that much better than last season. Deserby has come in and taken another team over. Rocky period. One more thing, Europa League, just to, to cement the date. So, 1st of September, the draw, the draw, Peter. We're going to do a special, aren't we? Unraveling all the what, details. A live draw. A live draw, which will become unlive when we publish. We'll do that. Here's the main dates, here's the main dates. 21st of September, match day Fifth of October, match day two. What's I say? 26th of October, match day three. 9th of November, match day four. 30th of November, match day five. 14th of December, match day six. These are the games we are definitely playing in whatever group we're involved in. Home and away, three at home, three away, this half of the season, 2023. This year we're still in now, we're going to have those six games. And then, if we qualify, we go into the knockout stages. February the 15th. Well, not necessarily. We get top of our group. We don't have to worry about that. That's we true. We straight through. All right, yeah. Okay, well, 15th of February, 22nd, 7th of March, 14th of March, 11th of April, 18th of April, 2nd of May, 9th of May. Those are all the various knockout games. We definitely games. need a bigger squad. We need a big squad because, Peter, on the 22nd of May in Dublin, we're having a fucking party. Because we're going to the Europa League final, aren't we? Yeah, and the Champions League is going to be next after that, you know. The year after. Great stuff, isn't it? No, that's, that's all the, that's all the dates, folks. We're going to be the first team to win Europa League and Champions League without winning a, uh, domestic <laughs> trophy. Imagine that. We only win European trophies, never domestic ones. That could be our niche. I'm happy with that. Would you take that? Maybe we drop down first. We, 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 I'm third in our group. Win Europa Conference League first, then Europa League, and then like, so, and so then Champions League. If we continue to win, let's say we never win the Champions League, even if we win it through the Europa League, but we keep winning Europa Leagues and Conference, and we never ever win a domestic com competition, and we keep finishing bottom half, say, would you take that? I would. I mean, I'd be reasonably okay with that, yeah. It's, a, it's major trophies could be, every year. We could be the first team to win a Champions League without coming top six in the country. That would be good. Well, we're not top five, sorry. And by coming top six. Palace are looking, I, I have to say, as well. Also, just to mention, Europa League, potential earnings for qualifying, 3.6 million euros. Can I have that? Yeah, yeah, please do. I've got it on the screen here as we're talking. 3.6 million... Can I have that personally? Oh, you want the money? Yeah. I think I think we might need it, actually. Tony's probably got enough money anyway. No, we've got a squad to build, Peter. We've got a squad to build. Right, here we go. Qualifying, 3.6 million euros. We've got that already. Group stages. Each win is... 630,000 euros. And each draw is... 210,000 euros. Then, if we win the group... 1.1 million euros. Runners-up? 500,000 euros. And then... You can read I can't. I haven't got my glasses on. 1.2 million euros for qualifying for the round of 16. 1.8 for quarterfinals. 2.8 the semi-finals runners up get 4.6 million euros and the winners get 8.6 million euros I'll take all of that thank you very much apparently there's potential hard ones to get to oh yes potential hard ones to get to Struger 
Oh, North Macedonia. North Macedonia. Taxiburg, it's Rolfleg in the Faroe. <laughs> I don't think they've ever actually mentioned anything. I don't think they ever get anywhere near the actual group stages. No, they won't, they won't. As do FC Struga. But FC Astana, who have done, is it Kazakhstan? Although apparently you mentioned it won't get very far in qualifying. According to the notes you're now yeah. reading, I made. Andy Bravio says apparently that uh, Sassuolo CEO Giovanni Carnavali stated that the best offer for the Premier League is Premier League offer, but we're not interested anyway now, so that's old news. Exactly. Can I just say, Giovanni Carnavali, doesn't that sound a great name? But if you translate it to English, it's John Carnival. It doesn't sound so good, does it? It's like Sergio Torres. I'm oh, sorry, no, um, Fernando Torres is Fred Towers. It doesn't sound so good, does it? Anyway, there we go. There, there we go. Right. Is that so, why you left that in there? Yes. Yeah, it was. It's quite frankly. Right. Uh, Vinicius Junior, then, next one, which is a disgrace. Yes. Let's talk about that. Right. Vinicius Junior. Uh, well, well it's a few days. It's about ten days ago yeah, now, isn't it? Talk about I just, it. I, I'm just, it's appalling. It's just, there was like, yeah, Vinicius Junior got like racially abused at Valencia. Okay. Yes. As he has been like about eight or nine times this season in Valencia. Horrendously abused like by their fans. It's like amazing this is not being like pushed out of Spanish football. It's like ridiculous. And then the Spanish La Liga president came out and basically defended it and said that, made some comment basically that Spanish football isn't racist. It's like fine. And it was just like, oh my god, it's a bad situation. You've made it like 20 times worse. You're saying that, are you saying he's lying? Are you saying, yeah. what are you saying? I mean, this is the CEO. And also, the referee dickhead sent him off when he had a go at someone, which he probably, on the other rules, he got sent off. But the guy strangled him as well, so he should have got sent off as well. Yeah. And then Red Card was then received. Notwithstanding the fact he would have been pumped up by the, un, un, yeah. the uncensored racist. I mean, technically, the sending the Red Card was ridiculous because. Actually, wasn't the right decision because he did he did do a red card thing, but so did the Valencia guy who didn't get sent off. Yeah, and uh, also slightly disconcertingly, there was a bell going as if last orders, which is a bit weird. So we need to go to the bar. It's about nine o'clock. We'll we'll pause it there, Peter. We'll pause it there. We're in another pub. We're continuing to talk shite, and I'm with Peter, the perfect man to talk shite with. Nothing to say now. Vinicius Junior, so Tebas, what a disgrace. The whole thing about Brazil, they should look at themselves. Basically criticising him for being racially abused. Unbelievable. And if you, if you need to know what the problems are with Spanish football, you need to look no further than Tebas. What a disgrace and a shambles that man is. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. It's like, he basically has now at least backed down a little bit and, like, admitted he was a dickhead, but who would buy to do that? It's like, I don't understand who was, like, one of those like, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And even a buddy, like, one of the other Spanish League people was like, he's a disgrace. He's, like, he's been, like, completely screwed up over. It's like... Yep, completely agree, and let's have a look uh, through my schedule of other stuff to talk about. Is there anything else to talk about? Uh, probably. This is how it feels to be Palace. This is what it likes to be small. This is what it's like when your passport's stuck in the drawer. Stuck in the drawer. Stuck in the drawer. Stuck in the drawer. 
Also, we're all going on a European tour. Tour. European tour. Tour. European tour. Tour. We're all going on a European tour. A tour. European tour. A tour. European tour. A tour. We're going on such a European tour. We are literally going to Europe. We are literally, I mean... When, when we were like bottom of the football league, no business. Can you imagine how it would be like being the UEFA Cup? As it was so we are all here going on to, except for Lawrence, who uh, who won't be doing that, and Jude. But me and Fee and Russ are going to European tour. So, hey, so we're going to Stone Grass. We're going to Lithuania. We're going to uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. We're going to Astana. We're on our way. We're on our way. So who gives a shit, shit where? We're on our way. How do we get? I have no fucking idea. I've got no idea. <laughs> By the way, can I just say, and this is a historic moment, don't you know, difficult place to go bingo. We've, we've talked about it for a few it's years. It's really difficult to go to. This is the year. This is the year we've gone to pass the record. This is the most difficult place to go bingo year ever and next season it's going to be literally difficult place to go to it's going we to can't be... fucking get there <laughs> this year it's all about fucking Farnborough and places like that next year it's going to be about Astana and Carabag Carabag and all yeah. I mean Carabag you say you say Carabag will be bad maybe it's not that bad well Baku's six hours direct flight so it's not that bad compared to Astana, which is like 13 hours indirect flight. So. Not that you've checked all of these details. No, I've been like, I've been avoiding your open league thoughts at all. Also, I love this, I, I love say, it. I'm going to look at my phone now, and we can like confirm live, although not so live, so it's in the French League, uh, so in the, the French team in the Europa League will be Rennes. Rennes. Oh, Ran, Ran, Ruin, Ran, Ruin, whatever you want to call them. Monaco came sixth. Red, to be fair, was quite a big stadium. Monaco has 16,000, so it might be a good thing for us. James Milner coming in. Isn't it ironic? How, how positive will that be? We need to well, I, replace. I like no, no, we ago. need to replace the penalties. I thought it happened a month ago, but it's not happened yet, so. Andy Bravery. Here's a quote from Andy Bravery, friend of the show. He says, turns out Jack Hinterwood made a little bit of history at Villa. Apparently, he is the first fourth generation uh, footballer to play professionally in England. And also, Jack is the first player to have played at every age level for the Albion. And Lewis Dunk was at pains to mention this on the Albion Unlimited podcast when I think it was Johnny Cantor. I, I, I'm forgiven if I'm wrong here. Somebody pointed out all the players that have done well and he said, don't forget Jack Henshelwood. He looked okay at Villa, didn't he? He gave the ball away very early on and then like, kind of, yeah, but yeah, I mean... Let's call that he did well. <laughs> I mean, he gave the ball away early on. I'm sure he remembers and then like... Did very well after that, so. Just to, to go into detail, his great granddad, Wally, played for Chelsea, 1951, and Fulham. What a Wally. Uh, granddad Paul, Paul Henshawood, played for 
the team that shall not be mentioned, Oxford and Millwall. Why, why can Oxford not be mentioned? No, the team before Oxford is not mentioned. And then his dad, Adam, played for Brighton and is now, of course, Worthing manager. And Jack, who looked quite lively when he came on, is the fourth generation footballer. Yeah, he's Fair a real prospect. Did pretty well. I have no further notes, Peter. So no, that signs for some next season. We're going to be going a European tour. A European tour. A European, European tour. tour. Lawrence, where are you going? Uh, we're going to Astana. Yes, Karabakh. Ekara uh, and Budapest. Bike, Bucharest. Who gives a shit? Arrest. It's gonna be, there's, there's so many, there's so many great places that Bryce will be playing next year. Oh, it's gonna be great. I, I, can't, I can't wait. So it's gonna be like, maybe I, I bought, right, uh, Lawrence, you're not allowed to be a fan, but you're coming, aren't you? You're uh, coming on the European tour. I you're gonna enjoy the city. My dream is to go on the European tour next year. Yeah. I hope I will be able to fulfill that dream, so. Fantastic. And somebody who's, who's looking at me in a way that, ah, oh, he's gonna talk to me next. And I am indeed, going to talk to her next Fiona Peter's other half who's going to be dragged around Europe I think drag's a strong word yeah I think she's that majorly she's up for this she's majorly up for this Peter is going to get dragged around Fiona you're going to enjoy this aren't you I'm very happy to follow my beloved Brighton around Europe <laughs> you beer fueled mercenary <laughs> We've been told we're going to be kicked out. Because here we are drinking on the beer mile, the, the Bermondsey beer mile in London, yeah, by the like sea. The Budapest beer mile or the uh, Baku beer mile. Now, you, you and Fiona like a beer. I've got a feeling we're going to be talking about all of this shit in some far from European location in the future. So the next year to get my mum on the pod. That's going to be like. <laughs> And Fiona, you'll be, gonna, you'll be back on the pod, won't you, Fiona? It's during next year we get my mum on the pod. That would be hilarious. That is the ultimate aim. On that note, we should sign out because I think we've had enough to drink and enough to chat shit about. So, Peter, sound or fall? I'll be, I'll be in. And Podcast Extra, one extra bit of catching up. Haven't published straight away, so a few days later, here we are on Wednesday evening, and it's time to update a little bit on what's been going on. So, it's looking like Alexis McAllister's going. If you believe Fabrizio Romano, and I certainly do not, 35 million, that's a laughable figure, and it's not a true figure, it's a total and utter fallacy. He has got that wrong, as usual, when it comes to fees, and it's the same again on this occasion, for sure. The real figure is likely to be around the £55 million mark. That's what all the good money is saying on it. Um, it might be through some incremental increases, but I think the base figure, being £35 million alone, is laughable, let alone the overall figure. So don't panic with any of that crap you keep hearing from that mercenary leech. Anyway, in other news, West Ham got their first trophy for 40 three years and uh, I think it's since the 60s or 70s since they won a European trophy beating Fiorentina 2-1 in the European, Europa Conference League final that's the one below we're going to be in next season um, we'll see if we can replicate that kind of thing next year incidentally trouble at the game or trouble outside the game uh, somewhere in the streets in Prague uh, Fiorentina fans starting in numbers on West Ham fans at a bar same old same old it's such a boring cliche isn't it Oh well, some things never change. Anyway, on to the Albion 
future news. Well, there isn't any yet. Nothing's been confirmed. Nothing's been announced. All of that's likely to happen pretty soon. We are going to have our season review coming up in our next episode. When and where, we will confirm later on. Stay tuned for that. And we've got one or two other specials lined up during the summer. So, until next time, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.